Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace, and I hope that you can do the same. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I know I always say that, but I do wish we were meeting under different circumstances. Now, I often thought in my head, if you loved me, you would stop. I would think that to my addicted loved one. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you choosing that over our beautiful family, over the love that we have together, over so much? It's like nine-year relationship, you're throwing down the tubes. And so I often said to myself, if you loved me, you'd stop, right? And so I wanted to do an episode or come on here live just so that we could talk about this subject matter because loving someone with an addiction is incredibly challenging and sometimes it really tests our compassion, it tests our ability to understand, it also tests our patience and you know what, I want one thing to come through to you that it's not just that person that's dealing with the addiction that is affected by the addiction. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're in this support group, if you have purchased my book, you probably are already recognizing this and that it is so impactful on those who love someone with an addiction. So I wanted to do another episode just so that we could talk about this, like the 
the people who care about the addicted loved one are caught in this whirlwind of emotions and just things that are crazy. And so that phrase, if you love me, you'd stop. It is so common. It is so common for us to say that, right? And so this conveys the idea that, you know, if someone truly cared about you, they would stop. They would stop engaging in problematic behavior. They'd stop engaging in excessive drinking or substance use disorder, or they'd stop, you know, using or, or stop gambling for us or whatever it is. It's almost like this sentiment is like, oh, if you just loved me enough, you know, it comes out of a place of frustration and hurt and concern. And it has, their addiction has such a negative effect on on the relationship of those around them, their loved ones. And so those emotional responses like frustration, our expectations, and all of that get affected by someone else's addiction. We are so touched by this addiction in such a negative way that sometimes it really does feel like oh my gosh, it's like if they loved me enough or, you know, if there was enough love, they would stop. So I just wanted to talk about that because dealing with a loved one in addition is overwhelmingly frustrating and it's easy to fall into that thinking trap. It's easy to fall into that concept of if you love me, you'd stop. But it's so crucial to realize that addiction isn't a simple matter of sheer willpower and love. Love itself isn't enough. Love isn't enough. And so I don't want you to equate this to your self-worth, to whether they're choosing you or not. Um, So I wanted to do this episode, this podcast, this live, just to offer a very compassionate perspective for those who are just fed up with addictions, for those that are just feeling like, oh my gosh, like if they could just choose me or if they loved me hard enough, like, you know, if they love me, they'd stop. And I just wanted to do an episode on this because it's exactly how I felt. It's like, what? And then you equate it to mean something about you. It's like, am I not worthy of love? Am I not fun? Am I not playful enough? Or like, you know, and we go down that rabbit hole or am I not a good enough parent? And did I not parent properly? So what it is for you, I just wanted to uh, uh, talk about it today because it is so challenging, so hard. And if you're fed up with addiction, this is going to provide some insight for you on basically what you need to know and how you can truly either be there for your loved ones or really practice caring for yourself and exercising compassion for yourself around this craziness of addiction. So recognizing that a loved one's addiction is not a reflection of their love for you. I'm going to repeat that. Please, please, please recognize that a loved one's addiction, their struggle, their challenge, their journey is not a reflection of their love for you. It is not. It simply is not. It is addiction. It's separate from love. And this is such a crucial aspect so that you can maintain your emotional well-being. If we believe or we start to think that 
their addiction and their choices is a reflection of the love that they have for us, then it's going to create emotional turmoil. It's going to create tension. It's going to create frustration. And I just want to take that and separate it for you to recognize. It took me a long time to realize this is that recognizing that a loved one's addiction is not a reflection of their love for you. It is so crucial that you know that. And this is going to help you. Just this awareness is going to help your emotional well-being and allow you to be there from a perspective that can potentially support them better or can help you distance yourself from them more or wherever you are. I hope that it just helps you and your well-being so you can focus on you and obviously stay strong in yourself and resilient. So what we need to do is separate love from addiction. So addiction is so complex. It is multifaceted. It's, it is rooted in so many different things, biological things, psychological things, environmental factors. And please know that it is not a matter of them simply choosing to stop or choosing love, love is completely separate from addiction. It, it, it changes their biology. It changes their psychology, their environmental factors influence addiction. And so it is not a matter of them simply choosing when they are in active addiction, their brain chemistry has changed. Their reward centers have changed. And so just recognizing this complexity can help you understand that their inability to quit or stop or, you know, to no longer feed into their addiction, it, it, it's not going to stop because of their love for you or their lack of love for you. It has nothing to do with your love and the love that they feel for you. It is a completely separate thing. Addiction is something that we cannot go up against. Uh, it is, you can't compete with it in any way. It is wholeheartedly consuming for them and it has nothing to do with the love that they feel towards you. It has a whole different control. So uh, it is a not, it's not a competing force. So addiction isn't necessarily a choice. It starts with a choice, but then it moves into something else. So it's not a choice that they're making over their love for you. So just remember that addiction isn't a choice that they're making over their love for you. Addiction is a powerful force that can grip anyone that pulls them away, regardless of their feelings for how much they love you, how much they love the family, how much. So this is a powerful force. Addiction is a powerful force that can grip anyone and it just pulls them into the muck, regardless of the level of love that they have for you. And so by understanding this, you can remove that notion that you're in competition with addiction. Uh, you're in competition for their attention. You're in competition for the choice and ultimatums, so to speak. And so what we really need to do is recognize that it's not a competition, that addiction isn't a choice that they're making over their love for you. 
And the other thing is to avoid taking it personally. I, oh my gosh, in the beginning, I had such abandonment issues and I was taking it so personally. Am I not fun? Am I not sexy? Why is he not coming in the bedroom? Why doesn't he want to be with me? Why is he doing that over, you know, our beautiful family, blah, blah, blah. So I took it so personally in the beginning and and I bet you might be too. And so the idea here is to avoid taking it personally, separate their struggle with addiction is about their relationship with their substance, with the behavior, with whatever they're addicted to. That's their relationship with that. It is not a reflection of the relationship with you. I'm going to repeat that. Their addiction, their struggle, their struggle with addiction is about their relationship with that addiction. It is not a reflection of the relationship with you, right? So you want to detach their addiction from your self-worth, detach their problem, their addiction, their challenge, their struggle. That's a relationship they have with their selves and their addiction. It is not a reflection of the relationship with you. So detaching their addiction from your self-worth is so important for your well-being, for your self-worth. And so if you can avoid internalizing their behavior and their struggle, avoid internalizing that behavior And you'll really prevent feeling unnecessary guilt. You're going to prevent feeling unnecessary hurt because it's not about you and it's separate. And so this is so crucial for maintaining your self-worth. And I questioned myself. I like looked into like, maybe it's because I'm older. He didn't love me as much or blah, blah, blah. I started really, my self-worth was going down this downward slippery slope spiral. And it was so hard. And so I want to just offer this to you is that your value is inherent. Your worth isn't tied to their addiction. Your worth isn't tied to their recovery. Your side of the street is clean, right? Their addiction is their addiction. So your value as a person, it remains unchanged. Your value of a person is not does not change because of their actions. Your value is still there. You're still really, really valuable. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of great things. I want you to recognize that your value is inherent. Your worth isn't tied to their addiction and your worth isn't tied to their recovery. It has nothing to do with you. So no matter what they do, has nothing to do with the level of love or your worthiness or your value. Your value is there. Nobody can take that away from you. So your value as a person remains unchanged by their actions. And so just recognizing this will allow you to maintain this strong sense of self-worth. It will allow you to maintain a strong sense of who you are, the value you bring, regardless of the situation, regardless of their addiction. So, so, so important. So the other thing is this empowerment through detachment. So this detachment that we're talking about, so literally like creating a detachment from you in addiction and by detaching their addiction from your self-worth, you're really going to empower yourself. You're going to empower yourself to focus on your growth. You're going to empower yourself to focus on your happiness and your well-being. So your life doesn't revolve around their struggle. Your life is your life here. And so 
that there is so much empowerment when you can detach these two, when you can recognize that if they loved me, they'd stop. No, addiction is a whole separate battle on their own. Your love and their level of love for you has nothing to do with it. So coming back into your value, being inherent, you empowering yourself through detaching, by detaching their addiction from your self-worth and that connection, you're going to empower yourself to really focus on your own growth, your happiness and well-being, and your life literally will not resolve revolve around their struggle. So that's where these boundaries come in, right? That's where these healthy boundaries come in, recognizing your worth. It's like, yeah, okay, um, th- that has nothing to do with me. And by setting these boundaries to protect your emotional health is so important, right? When you recognize that their addiction isn't a reflection of their feelings for you, it's completely separate. It becomes so much easier to establish and maintain your boundaries without any guilt, because you know, it's completely separate. It's separate from you. Another thing that comes up is this idea of we can better support them if we need to um, without enabling. So when we separate their addiction, their struggles, their issues from our own worth, we can create, we can provide better support for them that isn't going to say like, well, if you love me, you stop or ultimatums or like we're so frustrated because we're also hurt because we're taking it personally. And we are thinking that if they loved me enough, Frig, they would stop. Like you obviously don't love me enough because you're not stopping. You keep doing this. So we don't want to attach our worth to them. And so by detaching and having those healthy boundaries and having that detachment, that realization, it's so powerful. And it also helps us to be able to potentially support them and have more compassion and understanding for what's going on for them without necessarily enabling, without um, we separate their addiction from our own worth, right? We can provide support without providing enabling harmful behaviors without kind of attaching to the situation, trying to help them and getting involved in the muck of it. So we're able to create that distance. So our assistance can become more about acts of compassion, maybe some uh, understanding rather than looking for validation, you know, rather than looking for that connection of love and addiction. So Oh my gosh, I hope this helps a little bit. Like understanding that a loved one's addition isn't a measure of their love for us. It's so liberating to know this. It allows us to offer more support or empathy or compassion towards our loved ones, but also it really entangles us from their web, from the web of their addiction, entangling yourself from that web. It's like retracting, retreating. And so by detaching their struggles from your own worth, your own self-worth, it's so empowering to yourself. It's going to help you navigate this journey to with resilience. It's going to help you navigate growth and just opportunities for yourself. And just, it, it feels so much stronger. You're going to feel so much more empowered with this and really maintain your own mental and emotional health and, and really help you along the way. So the main message here is that it's not a measure of love. Their addiction isn't a reflection of their feelings for you. It's literally a battle that they are fighting. And your love 
can be a source of strength and in their recovery can be a source of love, but from a very protected place, protecting you. So not, so disentangling your love. So it's their addiction isn't a reflection of their feelings for you. And so remembering too, that it's a complex issue. Addiction isn't as simple as just stopping. So that complex interplay really, we're just having that awareness. Well, allow you to understand how to untangle from it and that it's really affecting them on so many levels that is really not a reflection of the love that they feel towards you. It's not a matter of choosing you over drugs or their addiction. So your support does matter as well. Remembering that uh, if we are there, if you are with your addicted loved one, or if it's a child that you can let them know that you're there for them even if it's so frustrating. Um, and but what we want to make sure is that you're 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 providing support with boundaries and uh, without enabling, but also recognizing there is a detachment from the level of love and your self-worth and addiction. Creating that space will really help you with boundaries and really help you preserve your well-being, which is what this podcast and everything is all about. So separating yourself from your loved one's addiction is a crucial step to maintaining your own well-being, right? And you are going to really, really need this, especially if you're in that situation where you're kind of feeling, well, if you love me, you'd stop. Oh my gosh, uh, this is such an amazing family. Why are you choosing this? Or why do you do that? Or why are you, you know, letting your life go down this downward spiral when, you know, there's so much love in our family or whatever your narrative is, is an invitation today to really separate yourself from your loved one's addiction. It's such a crucial step in maintaining your well-being. So some of the things that we can do is um, educate ourselves. Learn about addiction as a medical condition. I use that very lightly because I, you know, I have troubles with that because of some token, it's like, yeah, but addiction is so complex because, you know, it, you know, medical condition is like diabetes. But the difference is, is like with addiction, they're not stealing from your wallet or potentially having abusive behavior and the you know, the the narcissistic induced, you know, drug induced narcissism that we're dealing with. And so I use that term really lightly, um, but just educating yourself and recognizing what happens to the brain, what's happening inside our loved ones and recognizing that addiction is a demon that we can't go up against. It's not a competition. It's not a matter of love over addiction. And it's, it's really, really, it's separate. So understanding the science behind it can actually help you see its separate identity rather than um, something directly tied to your loved one's relationship with you. So educating yourself is really, really important. And then obviously practicing caring for yourself, engaging in those activities that bring you joy, bring you fulfillment, prioritizing your own mental and emotional well-being, right? Creating space for yourself. So recognizing addiction is something outside of you, really, really good to build yourself back up. 
Um, obviously we talk about defining your boundaries. So clearly establishing your limits. Boundaries are just limits, right? Of what, what it is that you're, you're, you're for your well-being. there. It's for you. It's not for anyone else. It's creating those limits. And I find just this recognition of their addiction, their struggle is separate from you is so empowering and it helps build up your self-worth and connection to your values and things like that. The other thing I always recommend is um, seeking out support groups. If you haven't already joined our group, I really do invite you to go there. There is so much positivity in that group and we're just wrapping each other with compassion and love and building up um, self-care. And that is the Saving You is Killing Me support group on Facebook. Um, we also have the Instagram feed, like join us wherever you can or reach out to friends, therapists, coaches, because you need to know you're not alone in this. There are so many people struggling going through this. And another thing that can really help you with this idea of detaching addiction and, and the feeling like that love is part of it is like, if you love me, you'd stop. It's like moving from that and creating that detachment is focus on your own interests. Develop and pursue your own interests, your own passions, and this can help maintain your sense of self, sense of self-worth, and really helps you with your identity, with becoming you, and, and it helps you detach from being solely tied to their struggles. And by focusing on your interests, it's so powerful and helping you detach yourself from addiction. Mindfulness, obviously, techniques can really help you stay present, connecting to all your senses, avoiding, you know, going sucked into addiction and, and attaching your worth to that is separating yourself in the present moment where it's really because we can get sucked into worry and anxiety and focused all about our loved one's addiction. So mindfulness is that one wonderful, magical thing we can do just to get into the present moment so we can avoid being consumed by them. And so that could be as simple as tapping into all your senses, right? Okay, so the other thing is um, empower their independence. So encourage them to take ownership for their own recovery journey. Take them, it's like, okay, yeah, you figure it out. It's almost like take that, allow them to take ownership of their journey and then shift your focus onto you. It allows you to step back and let them take responsibility for their own struggle, their own challenge. It's separate from you. What you have control over is you and focusing on and recognizing that their addiction has nothing to do with the level of love for you or your worthiness. So by empowering their independence, it can actually really help you take ownership for your own journey and allow them to take ownership for their recovery. It actually takes the weight off your shoulders. So the other thing we want to do is, um, is practice that detachment with love or detaching love. So we want to detach, not detach with love. We're going to detach love from their addiction. So, um, you're, so when you love your loved one, uh, for who they are beyond their addiction is just, you're going to love them. Great. But recognize that their addiction is separate. So separate your affection for your loved one from their struggle of addiction. So it is separating everything. So you're separating your love for your addict, the addicted loved one, but you're also separating their love for you 
and you're separating addiction. So we keep everything separate. <laughs> it kind of helps with our men, uh, mental health and it kind of helps unweave the complexities and it allows to keep things a little straight. So practicing that detached love um, and just establishing that emotional independence. So your happiness and your emotional well-being should not depend solely on their progress. It should not depend solely on their recovery. It should not depend solely on their addiction and their their behavior. So what we want to do is emotionally become independent and know the control we have over our own happiness and our own emotional well-being. And we don't want it to become solely dependent on their progress. And so that's that's what we call cultivating emotional independence. And that's a whole podcast on its own. And so taking ownership for your life and really advocating for your well-being is one of the first steps in that. So another thing we can do is focus on our own growth, pursuing personal growth, you know, whether that's learning new skills or pursuing some education or learning a new task or, you know, just setting some fun goals for yourself or new hobbies or reaching out and trying new things, right? Creating that wonderful supportive environment, right? Surround yourself with some positivity, surround yourself with uplifting friends and, and things and activities that can uplift you and help you to provide some buffer against the challenges of addiction against, it provides that buffer um, against what's going on with your addicted loved one. That's really, really important, right? So, so separating yourself from your loved one's addiction is going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight and it requires effort. It requires self-awareness. And, but implementing some of these strategies, I hope it can help you establish that healthy boundary. So just, just that removing the notion of, you know, the, that, that addiction is separate from the level of love that they feel towards us, separating our worthiness and not attaching our self-worth to the choices they're making. So separating addiction from our self-worth and the level of love that they may or may not have for us by really creating that, that's creating a boundary. Just by establishing that disconnect, it really is going to help you establish healthy boundaries. It's going to help you with emotional in independence. And it'll help provide you with this really, really nice way to unmesh yourself from their struggles. So we're unmeshing, unattaching um, ourselves from their struggles. So we can maintain our own well-being, you know, well being a really good, powerful role model potentially, or part or help them as a role model or a positive influence in their life. So, oh my gosh, so there is so much to this. I hope that I unpacked it. I have so many notes here that I took. Oh my gosh. The just remember the complexities of addiction, right? Um, is that it, it that has a huge impact and that supporting your loved one is important, but it's also so important to maintain our well-being. So supporting your loved one while maintaining our own well-being. And that is the bottom line, right? It's all, I think I went through so many of these. I have so many uh, su support and just being proud of your efforts. So the bottom line is I want you to feel proud of your efforts. And I want you to recognize that your efforts to support your loved one while you're caring for yourself can be such a source of pride for you. This is so hard. Your dedication is an example of strength. Your, your, 
your dedication on, on separating yourself from the addiction, on tapping into your worth, tapping into taking and safeguarding your mental health is an example of resilience and your strength. And supporting a loved one's addiction through addiction while maintaining your own well-being it's an incredible act of love. It's an incredible act of strength and compassion. And so please remember that your journey is a testament to your resilience and your capacity for growth. And it's really hard. It's hard to navigate this path. And just remember that focusing on you is so, so important. And as I said at the beginning, loving someone with an addiction is so challenging and their journey is really, really challenging. But you want to remember that recognizing that your loved one's addiction is not a reflection of their love for you. It is not a reflection of your worth. We want to detach, separate love from addiction. Addiction is complex. It's not a competing force. Addiction is not a choice that they're making over their love for us. Addiction is a powerful force that we just can't compete with. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you got a lot out of it. And I'm so grateful that you're here and that we found each other. And I always say, I wish we were meeting under different circumstances. And I have amazing, oh, so many amazing fun things coming up. And I'll slowly start revealing everything to you. We've got, I, we've got my, basically my audible books are coming out. My new book is coming out called Saving Me One Day at a Time, which is devoted just to you for 365 days. It's a cute pocketbook that you can bring anywhere and is just wonderful for daily support and actionable nuggets that can help you with resilience and thriving and just feeling good on a daily basis. And um, yeah, and, and we have a, a, an issue of Saving You is Killing Me magazine coming out, which is a whole bunch of wonderful support for you. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help lift you up, raise you up from the yuckiness of addiction. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm here for you. I want you to know you're not alone. So I'm sending love and hugs through the line. And um, I hope you're doing as good as can be. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And, of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.